You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Are you ready to change your life in the next 30 minutes? It's time for Power in a Half Hour with Coach Mark. Get your notebooks ready. He's about to go in. Five, four, three, two, one. Coach Mark, let's go. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Coach Mark, and you're listening to Power in a Half Hour. In the next 30 minutes, we're going to learn the tips, tricks, and techniques of the rich and super-duper successful. I hope you guys are ready. We have an amazing show for you today, all right? Today's show is entitled, What's Keeping You Stuck? What's Keeping You Stuck, all right? And the quote that we're going to start the show off with is, Fear is the glue that keeps you stuck. Faith is the solvent that sets you free. Let me repeat that. Fear is the glue that keeps you stuck, and faith is the solvent that sets you free. And that's Shannon L. Adler, all right? I want to thank you guys for tuning in to me every single week to improving your life, the dedication that you have to improve your life. If you want to go back and re-listen to any of these shows, okay, all you got to do is go to www.powerhh.com. That's www.powerhh.com, and you can listen to my live versions of these shows, all right? Um, If we're not friends on Facebook, go ahead and add me on Facebook. My name on Facebook is Mark Starr or The Real Mark Starr, facebook.com slash The Real Mark Starr. And we also have a Power and a Half Hour Facebook group. So if you're not a part of that group, go ahead and send a request so we can add you to that group, all right? For those of you that are in the United States, we have a daily message service called Be Better Daily. All you have to do to get these text messages to sent to your phone every single morning is text be better daily that's b b e t t e r d a i l y to 411247 that's b b e t t e r d a i l y to 411247 and every morning you'll receive a motivational or inspirational message sent to your phone every single morning for absolutely free All right. If you guys have not downloaded my new book, repeat after me, go ahead and download it. It's going to cost you nothing. Right. It absolutely costs you nothing to download it. All you have to do is go to www.repeataftermebook.com. That's www.repeataftermebook.com. You're going to put your information in. Once you put your information in, it's going to take you to a thank you screen. Once it takes you to that thank you screen, the system will automatically send you over another email from me with instructions with an actual link to download the book for free. Now, for those of you that are trying to download it on your Android phones, if you got old Android phones that don't have a PDF reader, um, some people are having issues downloading it. So just send me an email, Coach Mark Speaks. That's C O A C H M A R K S P E A K S. Coach Mark Speaks at gmail.com. And I will send you directly the PDF for the book. Okay. Are you guys ready for today's show? Let's get started. Profile number one, Howard Schultz, who is the CEO of Starbucks. Now, Howard grew up in Carnarcy Housing Projects in New York City. His family was very poor and he saw sports as, as an escape. So he excelled in sports and received an athletic scholarship to Northern Michigan University. Now, after graduating college, 
Howard worked for several companies before he joined Starbucks as their director of marketing. He didn't found Starbucks. A lot of people think that he was the founder of Starbucks. No. He joined the company after it had already been going on. He was he liked the company, right? He worked for some sort of coffee service company, and he, uh, Starbucks was one of his clients that he had to service. And then he went ahead and joined, you know, he tried, lobbied the owners and eventually got a job in their marketing department. So on a trip to Milan, Italy for Starbucks, Howard saw that coffee bars existed on every street corner. He learned that they not only served excellent espresso, they also served as meeting places or public squares, and they were a big part of Italy's societal glue, and there were over 200,000 of them in the country. Now, when he returned, he tried to persuade the owners of Starbucks to offer traditional espresso beverages in addition to the whole bean coffee, leaf teas, and spices that they had long offered. After a successful pilot of the cafe concept, the owners refused to roll it out company-wide, saying they didn't want to get into the restaurant business, right? They had a billion-dollar idea, but they turned it down because they couldn't see the vision. Now, becoming very frustrated, Howard left Starbucks in 1985. He needed $400,000 to open the first store and start the business, but he didn't have the money, and at the time, his wife was pregnant with their first kid. He eventually got funding from his old bosses and a doctor doctor that believed in his idea. By 1986, he raised all the money he needed to open up the first store in which he called Giornale. All right. Two years later, the original Starbucks management sold its Starbucks retail unit to Howard for $3.8 million. Howard changed the name of of his cafe from Giornale to Starbucks and began to aggressively expand the company throughout the United States. Starbucks currently has 21,536 stores in 65 countries, and Howard is worth over $2.9 billion. You see, here it is. This guy was just an employee, right? He was just an employee. He happened to go to Italy for the company, saw a great idea, brought it back. They turned him down. Right. They didn't want to pursue his idea. So he went and made it happen himself. Now he owns the company and worth almost three billion dollars. Bill Gates. Now, before Bill Gates started Microsoft and became the richest man on the planet, he started his entrepreneurial journey with a company called Traffo Data, which would process and analyze the data from traffic tapes. Bill tried to sell the idea, but the product barely even worked. It was a complete disaster. Fortunately, Bill didn't allow the failure to hold him back from exploring new opportunities. And a few years later, he created his first Microsoft product. And the rest, as they say, is history. We all know the rest, right? Now, everyone fall. The key to his, that story, the reason why I brought that part of it up, because a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people think that he started with Microsoft, right? But Bill Gates failed at first as well, Right? Everybody falls, but only the strong get back up. And the strong that get back up are usually the ones that become super successful. Right? If he would have quit, if he would have got knocked down and got knocked off his horse and didn't get back up, we wouldn't have Microsoft. And he literally changed the world with that company. And changed his world as well. All right? The third person that I'm a profile is Milton Hershey. 
Now, Milton Hershey started three candy companies before he started Hershey's. He was a nobody in the candy business. Before he even attempted to start his first three businesses, he was an apprentice to a printer and was fired from that job. The three candy businesses he started all failed. In one last attempt, he founded the Lancaster Caramel Company, and he finally began to see enormous results. He eventually founded the Hershey Company and would go on to become one of the most well-known names in the candy industry. Everybody falls down, but the strong gets back up. Now, last week, we went over the first six laws of achievement, so I'll briefly go over them because before we finish the last six. Law number one, the law of control. You feel positive about yourself to the degree to which you feel you are in control of your own life. Health, happiness, and success begin with your taking complete control over your thinking, your actions, and your circumstances in the world around you. You are in control, not anybody else. Stop giving everybody else the control of your own life. Number two, the law of responsibility. You are where you are and what you are because of, guess who? You. You are fully responsible for everything you are and everything you have and everything you become. Law number three, the law of compensation. You are always fully compensated for whatever you do. This is also called the law of reciprocity, which states that people will always reciprocate in kind what you do to or for them. All right. Law number four, the law of service. Your rewards in life will be in direct proportion to the value of service to others. Your rewards in life will be in direct proportion to the value of your service to others. The more you work, study, and develop your ability to contribute more to the lives and well-being of others, the better life you will have in all areas. Now, if you want to increase your rewards in your own life, increase the quantity and quality of the service that you give to others. I'm not making this stuff up. These are actual principles. And these are the principles that the rich and the successful follow. That's why they're rich and successful. Number five, the law of applied effort. All your hopes, dreams, goals, and aspirations are controlled by hard work. The harder you work, the luckier you get. Most successful millionaires attribute hard work to their success more than any other trait. The easiest way to tell where you'll be in the next three to five years is to look at the amount of hours that you are working or developing yourself over 40 hours per week. 40 hours is the standard, right? Everybody that's just getting by only puts in 40 hours a week. So if you're only putting 40 hours a week, I can promise you this. You will just continue to get by. You have to put in more. And if it's not in on your job, then you need to put those hours in on developing yourself. When I started my first business, I probably was putting in, God, maybe 100 hours a week. Even right now, even though I'm retired from all my businesses, right now I'm working harder than I've ever worked in my life. I literally put in between these power and a half hours and everything else that I do at least 16, 17 hours every single day, Monday through Monday, every single day. All right. 
Number six, the law of overcompensation. You must be continually looking for opportunities to go beyond the requirements of your job. You have to be willing to go the extra mile. Because of this principle, your future potential is unlimited because there is no restriction whatsoever on the extra things that you can do to add greater value to your work or your business. Number seven, the law of preparation. Perfect performance comes from painstaking preparation, often for weeks, months, and years in advance. The most successful people in every area spend more time in preparation than the least successful. Luck is when opportunity meets preparation. Let me repeat that. Luck is when opportunity meets preparation. Now, Abraham Lincoln once said, I will study and prepare myself and one day my chance will come. Lincoln understood that you had to always be preparing yourself for when it's your time to be ready. The time to get ready is not the time when you're already supposed to be ready. I see a lot of people, right? They're waiting for their opportunity, waiting for their opportunity, waiting for their opportunity. And when their opportunity comes, they are not ready. And they never get an opportunity like that again. That's why we have to always be preparing, always be trying to get better, right? Always preparing ourselves because we never know when our opportunity is going to come. It might be a month. It might be a year. It might be 10 years. But you want to make sure that when that opportunity comes, you are ready. Number eight, the law of forced efficiency. There's never enough time to do everything, but there's always enough time to do the most important things. The more things you have to do in a limited amount of time, the more you'll be forced to do the things that are more important. The more you take on, the more efficient you become. You only learn how much you can actually do by trying to do too much. Or you should learn. (laughs) You should learn how much you can actually do by trying to do too much. Right? Number nine, the law of decision. Every great leap forward in your life comes after you have made a clear decision that leads to action. Not just making a decision, but a clear decision that leads to action. All successful people are very decisive in their thoughts and actions. They think through things carefully, they decide what they want, and then they make clear decisions and take actions to make decisions a reality. If we go and look back in our lives, any time that we may have been unsure or stuck, we ultimately had to make a decision which ended up being a turning point for us, which everything else flowed from that decision. Now, being decisive allows you to take command of a situation and move ahead more rapidly. High achievers aren't necessarily people that make all the right decisions. They're just people that make a decision and then they make their decisions right. Right. We can't sit here and overthink every single decision. Right. We study it. We make a decision. And that's it. We ride with it. And if it's wrong, we correct course along the way. They understand that once they leave shore, they can always adjust their direction. You have to make a decision to start to be able to correct course. You don't want to sit on the shore forever like, I don't know which way to go. No, just get leave the shore. Because one thing we know for sure, where you want to go isn't where you're already at. So you got to get out and just head somewhere. And you'll figure it out along the way. Number 10, the law of creativity. 
Every advance in your life begins with an idea of some kind. And since your ability to generate new ideas is unlimited, your future can be unlimited as well. We talk about that every single week, right? We talk about all the people that come up with these multi-billion dollar ideas every single week. There's no lack of money out here. There's no lack of opportunities. There's just a lack of creative ideas. Or people implementing creative ideas. Let me say that. Because all of you got every single person that's listening right now has an idea that's worth millions or billions of dollars. Ideas help you to solve problems, overcome obstacles, and achieve goals. Ideas are the keys to the future. Let me repeat that. Ideas are the keys to the future. Your ideas will take you from wherever you are to wherever you want to go. Your job is to generate as many ideas as possible, evaluate them carefully against your current values, and then take action. Because your ability to generate ideas are unlimited, your future potential is unlimited as well. I don't care where you are at, right? I don't care where you're at in life. From you, have, from you can generate ideas, you can change your situation. We have to remember what Napoleon Hill once said. Whatever the mind of man can conceive and believe, it can achieve. All right? Napoleon Bonaparte also said, imagination rules the world. And Albert Einstein, we all know Albert Einstein, right? E equals MC squared. Said, imagination is more important than knowledge. This is one of the smartest guys over the last 100 years. And he said, imagination is more important than than knowledge. That's why I all, anytime I talk to my son and, and, and he has such a wild imagination, I allow him to talk about his made up characters or whatever he wants to talk about, right? Going to the space or his imaginary friends because I want to encourage his imagination. Now, Everything that we see around us was initially a single idea in the mind of a single person. One of the things that I do every single day is I have a journal on my phone and I write down 10 ideas. I write down 10 ideas every single day. I've been doing it for the last, I don't know, maybe about two or three months now. I literally have maybe two or 300 ideas. And I don't do because I'm not going to implement every single one of those ideas, but I'm developing my idea muscle. That's why I do it. So I get ideas that come to me all the time, all the time. And let me tell you, one of them is going to be a billion dollar idea. I can promise you. If you want to develop your idea muscle, just get in the habit of writing down. If you can't do 10 every day, just write down five every day. Write down five or 10 problems that you see that need to be solved. That's an ex excellent way to come up with ideas number 11 the law of flexibility this law states that success is best achieved when you are clear about your goals but flexible about the process of achieving them when we set goals we usually lay out a plan in our head on how we will achieve the goals but usually a million things will change which will require that we alter our plans and our plans of actions We got to be flexible, right? Because things, I can promise you this, nothing is going to go the way that you think it's going to go in the beginning. 
And then number 12, and one of the most important, the law of persistence. Your ability to persist in the fear of adverse, in the face of adversities, setbacks, and disappointments is your measure of your belief in yourself and your ability to succeed. I love this. I got to repeat it. Your ability to persist in the face of adversities, setbacks, and disappointments is your measure of your belief in yourself and your ability to succeed. Persistence is the iron quality of success. This is the thing that will separate you from everyone else. Persistence is self-discipline in action. Now, just by being persistent, you separate yourself from the 98% of people that will eventually quit when things get rough. If you persist long enough, you must, not should, but you must eventually succeed. You could be racing, you could be in a Yugo, and you're racing a Ferrari. And if you just keep going, And that Ferrari breaks down. Guess who's going to win? You are. You could be on a bicycle and racing against a Ferrari. If that Ferrari breaks down, guess who's going to win if you don't quit? You are. Now, we're going to switch subjects. To restrain a baby elephant, circus trainers chain the elephant to a huge stake in the ground. When the baby grows into an adult, even though it has become smarter and much stronger, it doesn't even attempt to break free from the stake. When the baby was younger, it tried everything to break free. It started with all its power, pulling in every direction, hour after hour, day after day, but the stake wouldn't budge. So after a while, the baby elephant would just give up. Even though the baby grows to become a powerful beast, It has already convinced itself that it can't budge the stake, so it doesn't even try. The baby never thinks to try anything to try if anything has changed. The elephant holds on to what it experienced as a child and allows that experience to dominate and dictate the rest of its life. This is what it means when people say that you have the memory of an elephant. The funny thing is, that we humans do the exact same thing. The beliefs that we hold on to, that we formed as we were kids, keeps us stuck in life. Sometimes we feel that we can't break free of these beliefs. These beliefs can become like an addiction that's very difficult to break free of. No matter how hard we try, in order to be able to release these beliefs, we must first look at what they possibly could be. So here are a few beliefs that keeps us stuck in life. Number one, we believe that we have to be perfect. We have to remember that no one is perfect. No matter how hard we try, we won't always get it right. Too high expectations can kill our spirit, make us frustrated and even depressed. Free yourself from the need to be perfect. Number two, we believe we have to please everyone. We will never be able to please everyone. The thing is that most people are content with being miserable. Let me repeat that. Most people are not even just content. They're happy with being miserable. That's the only thing that they're happy about in their lives. We should always try our best, but never believe we have to please everyone in life. Number three, we believe that we can't pursue our dreams. Now, when we were younger, we all had massive dreams, maybe to become a singer 
maybe a movie star, a sports player, or even, maybe even the president. And along the way, we were probably told to stop pursuing our dreams or that we can't do that. We need to rekindle our dreams. Our dreams are what keeps us moving forward in life. Number four, we believe we have to stay in a career or job that we don't like. Now, even if you don't like your job, always remember that it's possible for you to have several careers in your life. Most people will. The first step is to figure out what you want to do. Make a list of everything that interests you and narrow it down to your top five career choices. Remember, you can pursue another career on the side until you can do it full time. And number five, we believe that we have to spend time with people who aren't healthy for us. No, we don't. Be wary of energy or emotional vampires. They could be sucking the life out of you. Sometimes our family and friends are toxic and we need to love them from a distance. Yeah, you can only call me once a year. (laughs) Maybe even get some new friends that are going in the same direction that we are going. Number six, we believe we have to get a college education to be successful. Uh Uh-uh. Most people go to college not for themselves, but to please someone else. College isn't for everyone. Now, it is for some people, but it isn't for everyone. And we definitely don't have to go to college to become successful. We know that because we've studied so many people that haven't gone to college and become successful. Now, if you are interested in college, you don't, if you are not interested in college, you do not need to go. You just need to have a plan. Number seven, we believe we have to follow the crowd. We never have to follow the crowd because 99.9% of the time, the crowd is usually wrong. Now, here are a few techniques that we can use to get unstuck when we feel that we aren't going anywhere. Number one, take risk. We need to come out of our comfort zone. Sometimes we just need to take our life or work to the next level. And what would you like to do? This is what you need to ask yourself. What would you like to do that you haven't dared to do yet? Number two, let go of the past. Kind of like that elephant, right? Our past can keep us chained and bound. We tend to keep reminding ourselves of events that happened in the past. When we do this, we reinforce those same limiting beliefs. Don't let what happened in the past hold you back. See if there's anyone you need to forgive and forgive them. Sometimes the person that we need to forgive is ourselves. Number three, change it up. Inner change creates outer change. The easiest way to change our outer world, outer world is to first change our inner world. Number four, ask yourself, am I ignoring an inner calling? Most times we're looking for something external to guide us in what to do or to show us what our passions and callings are, but the answer is usually internal. It's, not, it's never external. It's always internal. It's inside of us. It's God within us trying to speak through us. We just aren't listening. Number five, ask yourself, what am I not paying attention to? What are the things in life that you have been quietly ignoring? Most times it's things that are right in front of us that can cause our biggest blocks. Be mindful if you put off these things that are healthy for you or would allow you to advance in your life. We got to remember that being stuck is often a sign. It's often an indicator that our life is about to change or that our life needs to change. Okay, well, that's all that I have for you guys today. I just want to remind you, if you want to go back and re-listen to any of the previous shows, all you got to do is go to www.powerhh.com. Now, you guys have three friends that should have heard this message. You know you got three friends that needed to hear this message. Share this with them. 
right? Send them to the website, www.powerhh.com, or tell them to next week tune in to this same station at this same time so they can listen in, so they can become better too, right? We can't have all the fun. We got to share the wealth with other people, right? And if you haven't downloaded my book, once again, it's www.repeataftermebook.com, www.repeataftermebook.com. You can download the book for free, all right? If you want to buy a physical version, just reach out to me, shoot me an email, coachmarkspeaks at gmail.com. And the quote, the quote, the quote that we're going to end today's show with is, it doesn't matter how long we may have been stuck in a sense of our limitations. If we go into a darkened room and turn on the light, it doesn't matter if the room has been dark for a day, a week, or 10,000 years. We turn on the light and it's illuminated. All right. So no matter how long you've been in that hole for. Right. And it's dark. You can't see once we turn on the light. And that's what we're doing by taking in all this knowledge. It becomes bright again, baby. All right. Until next week. This is Coach Mark. Thanks for listening to Power in a Half Hour with Coach Mark. To listen or re-listen, go to powerinahalfhour.com. Follow Coach Mark on Instagram and Twitter at Coach Mark Speaks. Find Coach Mark on Facebook by searching for Mark Star. Like our Facebook fan page, Power in a Half Hour, and join our Power in a Half Hour Facebook group. See you next week.